0: Hello, hello, it is time for another new episode of the imbalanced history of rock and roll. I am Marcus in the Darkest alongside
1: Ray Coob here for episode 33, taking stock of 2019's new rock. And what a bumper crop of artists and amazing records we got this year, Marcus.
0: You know, we really did. And it's so funny because over the last 10, 15 years, every year about this time, some clown like Gene Simmons gets onto the press and says, rock and roll is dead or dying. And then there's this big online debate and people are losing their minds and going
1: crazy. That debate's been going on since 1965,
0: I think. Fuck, it's probably been going on since Elvis. (laughs) But it's so funny to hear because with social media, that argument gets so blown out of proportion and it gets so overanalyzed and over people freaking out about it. And rock and roll ain't dying and it's never going to die.
1: And it's not just the fact that there's albums by established artists, Tool, but there's so many great new bands putting out records, Tool. (laughs) Oh no no. no! no, I know what it is. I know No, I know what it is. No, I'm gonna take it back. Take it back. I'm taking it back. Take okay, take it back. Take <inaudible> it back. <laughs> oh, when you started saying ten to fifteen years, I thought you were talking about between tool records.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is
1: worth the wait for this Tool fan Absolutely to get Fear Inoculum
0: It is a brilliant album and by far one of the best albums of 2019 but like Tool albums I can't just put it on and listen to it all the time Can you just pop it on anytime? I'm still
1: digesting it because I think it's one of those things where I listen to it when I want to listen to it but you know what I had to do because my favorite song is Tempest Oh, that's the the last best song, song on the 14 album. 14 minutes and yeah. 53 seconds. It's sheer brilliance. It's the best thing on the record. So the other day, I just flipped that on. I had 15 minutes, you know, before I was going to go out of the house. So I listened to that. Nice. It's one of those things. Where you, it's it's a great record, but the it long is. form, you gotta you gotta absorb it in, in bits. But it is one of those records that's going to stand up because. It's just out there. The only thing that pissed me off was when they released the record and everybody's all excited. Tool fans are... And then Maynard comes out and says, well, it was pretty great after nine years. What the fuck, dude? You should have put it out after nine years then. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have to wait four more years? It's I... not false outrage on my part. No, 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 no,
0: no. Now, let me ask you this. Was the Tool record what you expected, or was it completely different?
1: I don't have expectations as a Tool fan from Opiate. I really don't. When they put out a new record, it's like, okay, what are we getting into now?
0: Yeah, because... And, of...
1: and, and that's kind of where I was on this one. And that's fair. I
0: mean, Undertow is completely different. Opiate are completely different than how that sound has evolved. Evolved oh, Over yeah. time Even the lyrical content Is quite different Because of the Heaviness and the Darkness of Undertow In a different way Where they're talking About church rape And, and topics that Scared the fucking yeah. Shit out of people
1: Well think about too The, the way that they, The amount of time They must have put into it for, And I know there were Breaks in there And there was an initial period Where they weren't doing anything And they weren't sure But they must have Spent weeks Just you know The little finger bells At the beginning of Fear Noculum, Yeah, little, They must have spent weeks Just to get the synthesizing And twisting of the sound But I think it was worth it for the fans because now you've got it. And I went out and spent the $57 for the full package with the whole thing. And it's it's damn cool. And I'm just glad I have it in, at my house.
0: You're itself. a collector, so you're going to buy that $57 package yeah, because it's, cool. it's so damn good. And another thing about Fear Noculum, that beginning you made, mentioned, not only the uh, bells at the beginning, the violin sound. Yeah. That's them turning their guitar knobs, moving their hand across the neck. And that's and how they were. And they were, re- and they it were re- replicating it live. And it was brilliant. And they the are. string arrangements. And by the way, Maynard had the easiest job in the band on this album and on this tour without a doubt.
1: That's what a lot of people are saying. A lot of the fans are reviewing it that way.
0: And it's not a knock on Maynard, but the fact that he pays as much respect to his co-musicians and his co-bandmates
1: the way he does is really cool. Including by standing in the back, not being the front man, just being the singer.
0: On this last tour, Justin and Adam were just ferocious on stage. They were fucking ferocious. It was amazing, mind-bending. In fact, Will Calhoun was a row in front of me from Living Color and to the right. And what did he say? He was blown away. He's good friends with Danny Carey. And he and Danny Carey and Mike... Portnoy were backstage together before and after the show. Oh man, I need to be in
1: those circles. I know. I used to be in those circles. What am I saying? Now, one of the musical events of the year that took me by surprise, and I think took a lot of people by surprise, was the tandem of Post Malone and Ozzy Osbourne doing that song, Take What You Want. And it became a huge hit. And it's kind of funny, because Ozzy's coming up in 2020 with this new album, Ordinary Man. And Sharon said that Ozzy, who was very depressed about all the shit he went through, they think he may not have had to have the surgery that he had when after he took the fall. Yeah, Things were really bleak for him. And he was feeling really down. And and then he did the thing with Post, and that really lifted his spirits and got him working again, and got him working on the new album, which is coming out in January, called Ordinary Man. He's got Slash on that song, Straight to Hell. That's classic Ozzy sounding stuff. The Sounds stri- great.
0: Yeah, the Straight to Hell does. I got to be honest with you, I'm thoroughly disappointed in the Post Malone. I'm not into the auto-tune stuff, and the fact that that can't be replicated live the way it should be bothers me, but I'm me glad- likey. I'm glad that Ozzy is up and doing stuff. I know he's been Struggling the last few years with his health and with those issues, and I know that a lot of us fans of his in the uh, music business were actually getting concerned. At, I know I was. At, is he is he sort of winding down to, into expiration because of his health issues that maybe are mounting? And I'm glad for that reason that he put the rest of the album out. The new song that we're playing that Slash plays guitar on is really solid, and I'm glad that it's in rotation. And I can't wait to hear the rest of the record.
1: But I'm not a post Malone fan at all, and so I was well, kind of I'm, bummed I'm, on I'm that. Normally doing intersect with him well, but I really like that one. Cool. One of the bands that I heard on WMMR here in Philadelphia first is a band that uh, did something this year, Dirty Honey. Uh, They did something this year that's never been done in all the years that Billboard has kept radio charts without a major label. Without a label, really, just doing it themselves, yeah. they got the number one on the airplay chart on rock radio this year with "When I'm Gone," and their new song "Rolling Sevens, which we're also playing on MMR, is just fantastic. They're too. good, and they're I think really they have good. a lot of potential. Those guys, watch them as we roll over into 2020 and see what they're up to.
0: Yeah, I like their sound. You can hear the 80s influence. You can hear the dirty Aerosmith influence in their sound. They I took mean, a
1: couple knocks for being in the, uh, too much sounding like Zeppelin too, like. I guess people uh, just,
0: I don't hear the Zeppelin a, 2 in there at all. I hear more Aerosmith a, and Jackal than I do Zeppelin maybe 2. Maybe it's
1: just a convenient smack for critics to, to use. You know, oh, they're trying to be Greta Van Fleet, who's trying to be Led Zeppelin. But yeah. Neither of which are true. But yeah. uh, I really like them, and I'm really looking forward to them delivering more material.
0: We should be getting a new album from them sometime in early 2020, and I look forward to hearing a full album from them as well. Their EP is solid, and I recommend you give them a listen. They're doing... Some tour dates now. I don't know who they're going to be on tour with in 2020, but if they're opening up for a band you're going to see, I highly recommend you get there there early. They will blow you away. You can see their acoustic performance on the uh, Preston and Steve show at WMMR.com as well. And if you search on YouTube videos, you can see some of the stuff they're doing. I agree with you, Ray. I really like that band moving forward.
1: When we first started talking about doing this podcast, you started talking to me about this band Rival Sons, and I'd been hearing them a little bit on MMR and um, actually on a couple other stations too at at that point, but not a lot. And you saw the potential. Here they are, Feral Roots up for Rock Album of the Year. They're nominated for... Rock song, rock album, yeah,
0: rock performance for Too Bad as well as rock album. And and Feral that Roots. song,
1: Too Bad, really shows Jay Buchanan's vocal chops. Mm. By the way, Jay, if you're listening, I hope the hand heals up well. I heard he hurt himself right before they headed to Moscow a yeah. few weeks ago. Yeah, he and, actually uh, had to get some doctor's work done in Russia. Yeah, so hopefully everything went okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying, Jay? I'm sure they give you some wood to think, numb the pain. I think 2020 is only going to be a bigger year for those guys.
0: I really do too. And Fair Roots, out of all the albums that we're going to talk about, Fair Roots is. my favorite album, and they're one of the bands moving rock and roll forward into the Roaring Twenties. We're reliving
1: the Roaring Twenties again, and we have
0: this rock and roll revival.
1: Are we too old for the Roaring Twenties? Fuck no. No, but I mean, like in the Roaring Twenties, hundred years ago, weren't the flappers all like twenty-three year old? Yep, they
0: dances? were twenty-three year old dances and the blues
1: was getting f- recorded in the Roaring Twenties. I mean, and- well, maybe the Roaring
0: Twenties will come back in twenty. Fair Roots, I highly recommend you listen to the album. You should listen to it from front to back as a whole record. You'll see the layers are brilliant. You'll see the way it's put together is just phenomenal, and it was done. I think they would be playing arenas if this song, this album, was released the way it was in 76, 77, 78. I think they would have been up there. I think they may be heading uh, there anyway, but just on
1: a a different curve, you know? Yeah, but the music industry has changed in 40 years, so... Another band that's been making waves and making noise for a decade now, over a decade now, is Cage the Elephant, and they delivered a really great record in social cues. They continue to perform and tour and build their name as one of the great American bands.
0: I love them. I love their use of psychedelia. You can hear the influences, but the way they use their influences, it doesn't get old, and it doesn't sound like it's an exact regurgitation of what was done. He brings his own flair into the lyrics. The band brings their own flair into the sound. Their last album was produced by uh, Dan Auerbach of the Black Keys. The one, This one was produced by Beck's dad, and I can't remember his name, but his dad is a big Beck's dad? Beck's father produced their album. Wow. And I didn't even know that this guy... Beck's dad? And Beck's dad. I can't remember Beck's dad's name off the top of my head right now because I didn't write it down, but Beck's father's a big music industry wig, and I didn't know that until all of this tie between Beck and KG Elephant went through. And KG Elephant's another band you should see live. There's shows like Controlled Chaos that has the potential to blow up into pure insanity.
1: You know, they on the records, they have some smooth sounds and sliding guitars, but when you see them live, it's almost like seeing a punk rock show.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a great punk rock show. And... They've been doing it. They have five albums out. I highly recommend you uh, check their albums out. Do we want to go to the Black Keys from here since they released a big album and their ninth album and they've been doing it for a long time? I wish you'd
1: taken a breath there. Sorry. Sorry. I'll take a
0: breath and let's not forget the black keys
1: who had an amazing comeback year really because they'd kind of been away and yeah. hadn't made a record and they just blew it up again
0: yes and at one point uh, their song uh, go was number 1 on active rock alt rock and triple a probably cuz and it was the there. first song to do that and they are that good they've got they really nine albums if you look at their early stuff they've really evolved as a band I, you again psychedelia Garage rock all very important in their sound and Bands.
1: They're both bands that we got into as a family when uh, my kids were younger, right? Cage the Elephant, we all went to see them. Yep. And uh, the Black Keys. And my son, Eric, really got into it. He, I, he, because of him, I actually have a couple of those first Black Keys records. And and it's basically what they have become just stripped down. Boy, but they... boy, what a year. And, and I got a feeling, you know, I mean, Dan's been producing stuff during that time between albums and all that. And I just think that they are one of the great bands of our time. They mm-hmm. really have become that.
0: And didn't Pat Carney Mary Michelle Branch recently? That would be news to me. I think so. And yeah, Pat's a very talented... They're both very talented musicians. And yeah, The Arcs is another Dan Auerbach project. He did a solo record. So he's been keeping busy. And you can tell those guys really love their rock and roll. And you can hear it in their sound. And their live show is absolutely exceptional.
1: There was a record earlier this year that just blew me away. No pun intended. Ed Sheeran, who is not a rock radio staple. Chris Stapleton, who's got some play this year. He's a great guitar player. And Bruno Mars, who probably shouldn't go anywhere near rock radio ever, all did this song called Blow. Great tune. And the video was incredible because it's them, but on the screen, the performers are women, like hot women in leopard skin, and it's their voices. And I don't know how the hell they did that, but it was one of those records this year that made me stop and go, whoa oh it's a great record but it didn't it did get some play on rock radio but it was more of a pop thing i guess but no i
0: agree with you i'm glad you brought that record up because i forgot about that one on my list and it's something i like bruno mars i think he's super talented he's a good dude chris stapleton's a vicious guitar player he really is he really is and his couple albums also produced by dave cobb who has produced so many big names including the rival sons he is the hot guy in uh in nashville right now dave cobb is so and he works a lot with Chris Stapleton, and boy, can that dude shred on guitar. Oh, my God.
1: It is the imbalanced history of rock and roll, taking stock of 2019's new rock. Marcus and Ray, pausing for the cause, the pause that refreshes here on the podcast. Well, it's the holidays, Marcus, and nothing says happy holidays like having a beer with a friend like our friends at Crooked Eye Brewery.
0: We haven't had a holiday pint yet together since we've started the imbalanced history of rock and roll, and Crooked Eye is the perfect place to do it.
1: Right in the heart of you can stop by any night for all the fun that is Crooked Eye and the tasty brews. Well, they're the thing that'll keep you coming back. They have some damn good beers. We like them and they keep adding
0: these specialty beers here and there that they spike in with their regulars.
1: And just in time for the holidays, here's the man himself, Paul Mulherin, with a special holiday greeting.
2: Merry Christmas from Crooked Eye Brewery. We're happy to have everyone here in the podcast
0: and uh, the support they're giving us. We just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy New
2: Year from Crooked Eye Brewery.
1: Serving the cure for what ails you since 2014, when you get a thirst that needs a great brew, make a Crooked Eye, Right here in the
0: heart of Hatboro, a place to have a beer with friends.
1: Happy holidays, and don't forget, the next time you need a pint, make it Crooked Eye.
2: Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds.
1: We're talking all about the rock that made 2019 kick-ass, I guess, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, there was a lot of great stuff, and good reason if you're a rock music fan to be excited about that. One of the records that really has been in heavy rotation in my house all year since I got it, Buddy Steve got two of them when they went to see Gary Clark Jr. as part of the ticket package, and he gave it to me. And this land from Gary Clark is just, it's, I don't know whether it gets, who plays it other than, you know, the progressive stations, but very little rock radio play and it has just been an amazing thing to see him have such level of success with this record because it's about where we are it's about some of the dark underbelly of where we are as a society especially in the first track my friend steve said i can't listen because the n-word's like 10 times but it's him using it illustratively, not like in a rap song, to show what people are saying to him because he had the audacity to buy a farm amongst white farmers somewhere down in Texas. Yep. Crazy shit.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think that this land scares people because it makes you question your own beliefs and your own values. And sadly, we live in a society where we avoid that. And as a society, anytime that type of stuff is questioned, we get so uncomfortable that we maybe misfire as human beings. And- he does a great job bringing all of those subjects up. And What About Us is a beautiful song. And that uh, is, st- I mean, so many
1: great songs. Every
0: single record. song. And again, right up there with Feral Roots, that is one of my favorite records of 2019. It is a brilliant album, and I'm disappointed it wasn't nominated for a Grammy.
1: In the same musical vein, this is an artist that I've been listening to the last year or so, the Marcus King Band, an album called Carolina Confessions. And maybe, I mean, I heard him on the radio on XPN here in Philly. and so I went and found more about him and maybe it's just I'm drawn to that kind of sound because he's associated with Warren Haynes and you know I'm a total government mule fan Warren Haynes lover, and but Marcus is this young guy apparently he played with his dad when he was a kid so he got his chops and he has the voice at age like 21 22 he has the voice oh, wow. of, of a full grown man I mean not that he's not a man at 22 you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but if you get a chance check it out Carolina Confessions from the Marcus King Band
0: definitely also the Rock and Tours latest Help a Stranger Jack White has been a seminal uh, rock yeah. and roller for the last 20 plus years.
1: He's like a chameleon. He really is. You know, he, he changes his idiom and his colors pretty regularly yeah. and I was happy to see him go back to the Rock and Tours idea because it's good I, stuff.
0: I like them and I like his songwriting. I like the quirkiness and the uh the disjointed grooves that he puts out oh, on and that Sunday album. Sunday Driver, man. Oh, I lo- all over the oh yeah, totally. But he's like a Sunday Driver here in Philly. <laughs> for sure. <laughs>
1: another band that MMR has been playing that I really like, They're I think they're from Canada, the Bluestones. Yeah, um, they're they, nice. They're real good. They have a kind of a Black Keys flavor to them. Yes, they do. And I'm really anxious to hear more about them, but I, I've been seeing stuff about them, and I'm really, really excited to hear more from a, an, another new band that's caught my attention this year in yeah. 2019.
0: Also, on the heavier side, Mark Morton from Lamb of God put together a brilliant album called Anesthetic, and it's got people like Naima Maddox from Philadelphia. Philadelphia on it. It's got Jacoby Shaddix. It's got so many great names performing on it, and it just shows you how talented those guys are. While Lamb of God, if you go see them live or listen to their music, your face will melt and it'll get ripped off, and it'll be a beautiful thing. It'll be so beautiful. But,
1: I've seen the oh, wall.
0: Oh, yeah. What he did with this album was just so nice. The music is layered beautifully. He is a great songwriter, and it just shows how talented that even though these guys pummel the fucking shit out of you with their metal band, it just shows you how talented they
1: are. And the Anesthetic album's fantastic. See, we both had kind of what I would consider to be uh, somewhat obscure uh, recommendations here yep. on the uh, Taking Stock of 2019's but, new rock podcast but, on a the imbalances.
0: Absolutely. But I mean, we also, and one of the bands that we both like released the Desert Sessions.
1: Oh yes.
0: Queens of the Stone Age. And yeah. they continue to do it.
1: Well, you know, I've been into them, Josh and his guys back to the Caius days. That's where the whole idea for the desert thing came from. Yeah. They used to trip and go out to the desert with generators and just jam all night till the sun came out.
0: Yeah. And they continue to do it. And he's yeah. got so many friends that come by soul. all the time. It's
1: good for the soul. Oh,
0: and by the way, speaking of, since we mentioned Queens of the Stone Age, it's been nine years years since john paul jones
1: I'm re- I, just wrote dave grohl, I just wrote it down on my
0: list and josh homie played together and in an interview this year in about september dave grohl said that we get together it, referring to those guys every nine years so we're going to be getting a them crooked vultures album in 2020 do it, do it do and it, a foo fighters it, record well that's what i want. We're getting ask pearl you. jam well, wait
1: a minute wait a minute let's slow down don't just go fucking right. dave so i've been hearing the same thing about them crooked vultures. Now, what are you hearing about Foo Fighters? Because it's been a while since we've gotten a record.
0: I think they're doing a new album. I think that he's all they're do you always ready. I'm guessing yes. Because I don't
1: know. I've heard
0: rumors and there's rumors talking as far Get as Pat the Schmier TBAs. On the phone.
1: We need to know. Yeah,
0: Pat Smear. Boy, did he have a great story about Gigi <laughs> Allen. Oh, I'll bet he does.
1: <laughs> all right, so that's what's up with the Foo Fighters. We don't really know. But yep. we do know we're getting a new album from Weezer. Yes. We're getting a new album from Green Day early in the year. And
0: the first single's fantastic. On both it really. It really is. Both, they really are. And Weezer's and either you like them or don't like them band, but boy, live, they just pummel you with hits. It's
1: been well publicized that Bon Jovi's working on Bon Jovi 2020. I think John's running for something. I guess we'll yeah. find out. But here's a couple of things that are still out there in the works that have me excited. The fact that Brian Johnson is definitely back in ACDC. They've been working on songs. They've been quiet for a little bit here. So I'm hoping that means that they're working on the goddamn record.
0: Earlier this year, they were all seen in Van Vancouver at an obscure record studio that you know yeah. about. And I have a friend, Michelle, who was in Vancouver, yeah. who has heard a little bit about that but won't go into much more. But yeah, ACDC, I would love to get some new music from them. Will she tell us if we pay her? Maybe. <laughs> maybe we also might get some of the uh, unreleased soundgarden stuff in 2020 kim thale hinted at that at an interview recently but he said that somebody's what... holding the vocal tracks back from them hmm. so there's a I lot of know legal what shit
1: form it would take before i get too excited you right. should stop that the, the chris chris's legacy needs to be enjoyed
0: absolutely
1: well there's this kid from freehold we did an episode about him a couple mm-hmm. months ago he's in the studio when he goes to the studio, you never know what he's up to, right? Yeah. Recently, we got Western Stars. A few yeah. years ago, well, more than a few years ago now, we got the Seeger session, something we didn't know was coming. You never knew. Wrecking Ball came out. Nobody knew that he was working on that kind of a record. Yeah. Well, here he is. We all know that he's been told everybody he's written songs and been working on songs for an E Street Band record. The guys are clearing their social calendars. Uh, Max has been doing some shows, and Steven's done a tour. He's all done with that. And now it's time to get to work, boys, because the world needs the E Street Band here. In 2020. Oh, absolutely.
0: Up. And we're going to see a lot of older bands, I think, releasing music in 2020 as well. So these guys have been writing songs. Radio hasn't been as kind to some of these musicians as they have aged saying that, well, and I've heard program directors say, well, because even though they've been doing it for so long, are they really relevant? Mm-hmm. And that tends to be the question that programmers today ask when deciding whether or not they're going to play new music, especially new music from classic rock artists, which I don't know why we don't play more of it because there's so much Good music out there.
1: It's got to fit, and it depends on your. I st- I think for stations, I think it depends upon where your station is, where mm-hmm. it fits, and 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 for the music too, where it fits. Absolutely. So, and Springsteen will be a key uh, a case to see to yep. see what he comes up with to see where it fits. There's this other band. They stopped working together a long time ago. They said it would never happen again. Kind of like the Eagles did with the "Hell oh. Freezes Over" thing. Well, they're all still alive, so you can't say that not in this lifetime because the the not in this lifetime tour is in the books. Guns N' Roses is back with all the guys. Mm -hmm. Well, except for, you know, Izzy. Izzy. And here's the thing. If they're not working on tracks, Slash said that they had developed songs that got him excited. That's the last thing we officially heard. But if they're not in the studio making an album that doesn't take 10 fucking years to release, Axel, they're fooling themselves. I know that they're working on it, but I hope that they're working on it in a way that sometime in 2020, we get the Guns N' Roses record we deserve that we waited for for 20, almost 20 years. Because Chinese democracy was done and redone. And redone, and whatever chance that had of being a good record died with the fourth or fifth redo. Absolutely. And fortunately, no one tried to do anything, Axel, since then to call it Guns N' Roses. And now that we have the actual band, I say it's about time yep. that you followed up and did the right thing. Absolutely.
0: We've been lucky to get good music from Duff McKagan, and I like Slash and Miles Kennedy and sure, the Conspirators sure. no, because no, no they no both question. play well. But there's something special. I mean, you go back, you know, you you remember when good Appetite was a brand? Brand new album and people lost their fucking minds over sure. it because it was so dirty and just so fresh and it just made you fucking rock and it would be nice to see something new from them. And I think if they wait more than two years, they'll can't, lose all momentum. Can't. They have to do it in 2020. Look, they, they have to.
1: They got out there. They tore all over. They took a break. They said, okay, we still want to do this. Yes. They went out and they did a little more. They did a little more. And in that time breaks between the little moors, they found time to write a couple songs that make them feel like they could. To do this. Now you got to do it. Focus on that. The money will be there waiting and the touring dollars will yep. be waiting, but get us a record that says it's Guns and Roses, Rip Your Face Off. Time.
0: Absolutely. And they're one of the bands that's lucky that can move a lot of product not just downloads. They'll move oh, a fuckload Instagram. of product. Physical media, yep.
1: downloads, merchandise. CDs, multi, multi-searching. Merchandise. Yes. Jesus, the merchandise.
0: Seriously, so that's a win-win for them. They'd be yeah. fools yeah. not to do that. And it's a
1: win-win for rock and roll, which is what we're really talking about. So when you take all these these notes we have here, these three pages of notes we've made, and you look at it, you got to be feeling pretty good about what Absolutely. rock and roll was up to in 2019 and what the prospects are moving mm-hmm. forward into
0: 2020. And also, we didn't really mention some of the women in rock and roll which i would love to do because i think there's oh, yeah. a young batch of women moving forward and my favorite of the young women is dorothy i dorothy think martin man she's got fucking it. voice man and she gets she, it
1: gets it she has it she has that thing that people yep. wish they had she gets the right songs she gets some songwriting direction on her own or with some other people big things 2020 and beyond.
0: I agree. And Pretty Reckless is working on some new music, Taylor Momsen, and she's grown really well and evolved really nicely. I think it took her a while to get some new music out because she was on tour with Cornell and Soundgarden when his passing happened, and I think that really impacted her, and I I think that really impacted her in such a way that one of her heroes passed away while she was on tour with him that it took her time to kind of recoup and get herself back together. I'm always
1: going to think of her first as the little girl from uh, The Grinch.
0: See, I don't even remember that. I only know her from as pretty reckless. I guess
1: I, I, I didn't anyway, have kids at that time. I don't so. mean that in a negative yep. way. So. I understand yeah. that she is younger. Yeah. like she's 22 younger. years old. Yeah, she's a young young woman who was traumatized by being in that situation. And it, I'll tell you what, though, if she gets she gets some good songs out of it, I'll bet you it's good. Because yeah. that kid can write music and she can sing her ass off.
0: Yes, she can. And speaking of, we have a gal from the area who's done really well, Lizzie Hale and Hailstorm. I think we'll be getting They're some due. new music yeah. from them this year. And they really have yep. had a
1: good run, even though they didn't have a record out this year. Mm. Uh, being on tour, they toured off the last record which did really well for them they Mm -hmm. built it the old-fashioned way they're earning it and it's good to see a local philly band doing so well
0: absolutely and one obscure band who i think we should watch out for in 2020 from uh the norse countries a band called the blues pills ellen larson is fantastic her voice is amazing they're just dirty rock and roll just Swedish you know, dirty like rock that. and roll Yeah, so Any other bands we need to talk about Any other musicians we want to talk about Moving forward into 2020 Because rock and roll is not dying No matter what anybody says
1: No, there's all, and the th- great thing about rock and roll music And rock music in general is There are always surprises The things, like you weren't thinking about A Crooked Vultures record until a few weeks ago So you got that to look mm-hmm. forward to And you start looking forward to things And all of a sudden a couple mm-hmm. new bands That you weren't expecting yeah. pop up on the radar And there's that's the great thing thing about right. rock and roll. And that's why I, I'm an eternal optimist. I have eternal hope for the mm-hmm. spirit of rock and roll because whenever I think it's maybe crumbling a little bit, I see some 16, 18-year-old kid in a Doors t-shirt and it reminds me that the shit that we have, the music that we have in our lifetime is going to live beyond all of us.
0: Oh, absolutely. And it's <laughs> not
1: something that's culturally happened very mm-hmm. often in America. You know, the Box and the Beethovens, yes, that yes. music lived well beyond, has lived on well beyond. 500 years. People talked about Lennon and McCartney doing the same thing well beyond their lifetime and all that. But oh, yeah. I think we've seen an amazing group of artists over mm-hmm. the decades and the exciting part is is to see people like, we failed to mention Greta Van Fleet, yep. who have a new record they put together while they had a few weeks off. These kids yep. could really help make 2020 they a really could. whole lot of excitement.
0: And the thing about Greta Van Fleet is, I like them, I like their songs, but I guess the thing that bothers me is that you have people in the business comparing them to a band like Led Zeppelin when you can't compare the two bands because this is their first EP. Zeppelin had a storied career. In a couple albums, I would like to see how Greta Van Fleet evolved evolves and grows mm-hmm. without being, being hammered with pressure that's ridiculous. Do not pigeonhole them and do not hammer them with pressure. Let them do their
1: thing. That's why they got to where they are. When I heard Highway Tune and Safari Song. Great from, tunes. When I heard those songs I started getting more and more interested in them and so I went on the internet and I watched some of their live performance videos that a couple of them were at radio stations that they'd already been to and played mm-hmm. and what I saw is a band that has way more facets than just that. They're not a one trick pony. Nope. The fact that Paige and Plant have heard it and get kind of given it the little wink and the thumbs yep. up to hey glad to see somebody's using my vocal tricks. Plant's acknowledged he can't hit those notes. What's oh. the problem with yeah. people? This kid is a natural with this with this voice that he has, he wails and, and he does. And I think what you have to recognize is that maybe a little bit of songwriting development and growth they'll start to differentiate yeah. themselves and really fully become the band that they're mm. going to be probably for the next several years mm. as they continue to record and tour.
0: Look how much Led Zeppelin changed between one, two, and three as a band. So Every why record. the fuck won't Greta Van Fleet change right. like that and the struts too, dude?
1: And I like the fact. Oh, you can't can't forget them because they're they're due. Yeah, they may be overdue for a record at this point, yep. but you can't underestimate the fact that these bands have staying power. Mm-hmm. Until proven otherwise, you have to encourage it. You have to foster it. You have to like feed it, almost like you're feeding a, wound, mm-hmm. a wounded child or an animal. You have to take care of it, and you nurse it in, along. Absolutely. And I think rock and roll is doing pretty good. I, I've, yeah. I There have been years when I've been way more optimistic, and there have been years when I've been way lower in my view of what was going to be ahead for rock and roll. Absolutely. And if Pearl Jam gets it together and puts out a record, there's the bonus. That's one you're not really expecting, but you're hoping. Foo Fighters, too. Foo Fighters, all these things, and all of a sudden it could be one of those Mm -hmm. great hot summers for rock and roll concerts.
0: Absolutely, and we have Rage Against the Machine. We're going to probably get new music. I'm going to bet money we get some politically charged music from them.
1: I think because of it being an election year and who's in the White House, they almost have to get it done and get it out quick to make the Mm -hmm. mark or make a point. I think so. Um, But uh, if I don't see something from them until next year 2021 i'll be okay with that too yeah
0: but i mean hell they're gonna do something just so glad you're back boys yeah, just come back and play live god dang it we should be excited about the rock and roll that's moving forward we mentioned the struts they're due for a new album is there anybody else i mean we had royal blood who's another one of those british duos who played with the foo fighters so i don't know is there anybody else on the head oh heavy side mastodon gojira have new albums coming out in 2020 so fuck Rock and roll is alive and kicking hard.
1: And that's going to do it for our look back and forward at the general health of the music that we love so much. We call it rock and roll. You call it whatever you call, you call it on your street, you know? And that's the great thing about music, too, is there's so many different slices of life, so many different flavors. So Absolutely.
0: And if we left a band out that you like that helped move rock and roll forward in 2019, shoot us an email at imbalancedhistory at gmail.com or drop us a note on imbalancedhisto at Twitter or our Facebook page Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll because does, we would like to learn about that music and hear it as well. If you're passionate about it and you are enjoying it, we'll probably enjoy some of it, too. Plus, your opinion
1: matters, so let us know. And always uh, be part of the podcast. Tell a friend. As we continue to grow and head into our second calendar year as a podcast, we continue to thank you for your support here. And we thank our friends at Crooked Eye Brewery in the heart of Hapro, serving the cure for what ails you since 2014 for their sponsorship of the podcast. I'm Ray Coob.
0: I'm Marcus in the Darkest. And we we'll
1: we'll We'll catch you next time on the Imbalance History
0: of
2: Rock and Roll. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football